This is Radio Taiwan International. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. Up this hour on Just the Classics, we have the songs of Lin Yichun, an unlikely pop star here in Taiwan. But first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. It is Tuesday, November 17th, and you're listening to Here in Taiwan, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. Today in the studio, we have Shirley Lin, and I am Natalie So, and we'll be talking to you about why the mayor wants older people to keep working and younger people to get married. And also, what is your favorite Taiwanese food? We're telling you about a hot new Taiwanese restaurant in New York. And what one woman did on her wedding day that was very unconventional. Those stories and more are coming right up. But, you know, the Taipei mayor came out over the weekend. He was actually at a fair. It was a job fair for middle Asian elderly people. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to encourage them. He said, you know, um, the elderly, like 65 years and older, should go back to the work- workforce. And the reason is, is because Taiwan is becoming a super age society. By uh, 2025, which is just five years away, about 20% of Taiwanese are going to be 65 years and older. So he said it's really important um, that we need more. Does that include me? No. that's oh. a secret. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't mind telling my age. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, Douglas says it sounds fine, Shirley. So we're all Great. sounding good. Thank you. Um, so uh, uh, Mayor Cos says that um, unless we have more immigrants coming in, like young people, um, then, you know, we're going to have a labor shortage. So that's what he wants is for us to continue working until we're really, you know, until we can't work anymore, I guess. Um, He said that, you know, although more than 30% of Japan's elderly population is still working, only about 8% of Taiwan's is still working. Oh. Do any of your in-laws and parents work? My dad's still working. He's still working? How old is he? He's 84. Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. Because it's got his own business. No, that's different. I mean, does he work full-time, though, or Um, or just part-time? Actually, he's mostly working from home, I'd say. Yeah. So, so, I mean, when you have your own business, you can create your own hours right. and do your own thing. More flexible. Yeah, so, that is true. Um, so, well, yeah. he says that, um, this is what he said exactly. I encourage everyone to er- erase the idea of retiring from your mind <laughs> <laughs> um, at age 65. Because if you do not work, there will be a labor shortage mm. a labor shortage in this nation. And he says the average life expectancy in Taiwan is 84 years old, which is quite high. So yeah. if people retire at the age of 65, then how is the nation going to support you for 20 years? True. So I, it's hard to imagine where all your money is going to come from when you're retired. I mean, unless you have property, right. and we don't have much of a retirement uh, income here. Mm-hmm. We don't have Social Security and all that. Mm. I mean, nothing as as, uh, as uh, we have a little bit. Yeah, you know, we have a little bit. Not uh, not enough, enough to uh, feel right. secure about. So yeah, that gives me hope. I know that I, I you know, after my retirement age, I can still keep on working. But what can I do? What have you thought about this? We can. Uh, do? Ha- I guess I can teach English, but oh, you could. Is that you about could it? Always teach English. Uh, yeah, I could. But I, wish I would like to write. I think oh. writing's a fun thing to do. I don't know if I can get paid for that. Probably. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I mean, you should get paid. So, like, you know, when my kids are all grown and we have more time, I might do other things. And I'm, you know, in addition to what I'm doing now, yeah. I enjoy what I'm doing now. But um, you, I think you, I would like to continue to doing, you know, media work or writing. Oh, okay. Um, Good idea. Maybe I'll continue to do interviews, but I don't know how, in what, in what 
in what capacity? I mean, I guess. I mean, you know, now everything's online. You can just do interviews and then put them online, and you guys can still hear these inspiring stories. I mean, of all these people that I interview, that's why I love doing interviews. Is I want to share their inspiring stories with people. It is fun to you know hear people's life stories. Yeah. What would you guys like to do after sixty-five? Those of you who are listening, do you plan to continue to work? I mean, I don't think you have to go to work all like full time when you're sixty-five. Right. Maybe right? part time, you know, or would volunteer work count? Of course, yeah. I think keep we should active. keep ourselves productive. Yes, and, productive. Um, so I think it's a good idea to stay productive. And I think, um, you know, older people have a lot to contribute to society. And it right. makes them feel good about themselves, right? I think that's great. That's yeah. great. We're, we're past the age of having more babies. But <laughs> <laughs> at least we can continue to work after we, I mean, there's going to be no such word as retirement. Okay, fine. So we have some comments here. Um, let's see. Kamriano Wasman says, I usually listen to RTI, especially in Indonesian. Oh, so he's an Indonesian listener. All right. Okay, people are talking about food here. Um, we're going to get to food very soon. <laughs> uh, Dwi Budi Rahardo likes beef noodles. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's like our national dish, I would say. No, it's like a classic. Yes. And Jen Delari says, it's very, very tasty. Lots of noodles, beef Lettuce and five spice seasoning. Yes, there's a special seasoning that goes with that that makes it, makes it really delicious. Right. But there are different kinds of beef noodles. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some with tomatoes. There's some that in a clear broth. Then there's some, some in the heavy broth. Yeah, or even like Chinese herbal kind of broth. Maybe. I like actually the clear broth. Mm. How about you? I love tomato. I like the tomato Soup too. Base. Something. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. So, oh, Jen has something to talk about, a retirement. My dad only retired when he couldn't do his work anymore, well past retirement age. He was a truck driver. Wow. And really enjoy the work. Mm. That seems like a tiring job, though. But I guess you get used to it. You get really good at it, right? Mm -hmm. And he only stopped when he couldn't do it anymore. His reflexes aren't what they used to be. Oh, yes. So safety is is an issue. Yeah. Safety is more important. You want to keep yourself safe. Ooh, someone is talking about fresh fish soup is my favorite local food. That's from Ivan Dai. Mm. We have fish port in Tainan and fish comes in fresh every day. It's so convenient to get fresh fish. Oh, yeah. That sounds really good. Okay. Right, because we're in an island country. We're surrounded by water. So obviously we have fresh oh, seafood all the time. Yes, we do. And okay, one other thing that the mayor said about our personal lives, actually, mm-hmm. is go get married. Right, for young people, we're already married. We're already married, you know, and we, we already got kids. We got okay. kids. So we got did, five kids between the two of us. Yeah, she did well. She had three kids. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. So I kind of wish I had more of mine growing up, but, you yeah. know, I feel sad. Oh, well, just wait around. You'll have grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have them before I do. So one of her daughters is married, so she's actually yeah. doing what the mayor had said. Young people should get married. She got married very young, 23. right? Wow, so has oh. she adjusted well to married life? Does yeah. she like it? Oh, yeah, she, she she, I, it looks like she's, they're still in honeymoon. Oh, good for them. They're incredible. That's, they're now 40, 24. Yeah, so. oh, that's really young, actually. Know, isn't it? I think right. so, too. So I think people usually get married here around uh, 28 or 30-something. I know, later. I mean, I got married at 29. So, yeah, that's normal. So, I mean, the married, uh, the age of, you know, when people get married is going higher in Taiwan. It's very normal to get married around 30. Mm. So I don't know about what it's like in your country. Do people get married young or... 
um, later nowadays. Yeah, so, write us, let us know. So anyways, Taiwan is dealing with a low birth rate. So usually you have to get married first before you want to have a baby. So, you know, so the, so the mayor is encouraging people to get married. So they need to actually put in more incentives. Oh, they also said that people are actually not um, unwilling to have children, uh-huh. but they're not that willing to get married or they're not getting married. Okay. You know, so they're enjoying their single life. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. So they're marrying later. They're willing to have babies, well, but they're marrying later. Yeah, it's not like they're against having children, but they're just not getting married, so they're not going to have children. Uh-huh. So I wonder why why that is. Because they think that we're our salaries is considered low compared to other countries in the world, I think. And they think, think it's just cost a lot to raise children. That's that's always the um, the mentality. Oh, that's, that's the way they people think. People here are very practical. Sometimes they want to have a home very before much. they get married. Yeah. Or, you know, something like stable, like something um, in the bank or something. <laughs> it's not just romance <laughs> when yeah, it comes so, to marriage. You know, so it's common to have both parents working. So it's like double income families. So so anyways, I don't know. Well, we'll see if people listen to the mayor or not. Do you think the advice he gave is good? Um, you can let us know what you think. Should people be getting married and uh, working when they're yeah, old? Yeah, working when they're old. Whoops, sorry. Let me get this out here. Okay, we're going to talk about Taiwanese food. Look at how look at how delicious this looks. I mean, can you guys see this right now? It's um, it's some food from oh, wait a, a food a what new. Happened? Oh, you got the uh, the keyboard up instead. You know what I'm going to do? Oh, sorry. Here, let's do this. <laughs> I'm also going to drop the link in our comments so you guys can take a good yes. look for yourself. It just looks so yeah. good, doesn't it? That's the beef noodle soup. Yeah, so that's beef noodle soup. And there's usually like other stuff like um, vegetables and uh, scallion half, half and a, egg. Uh, egg and- right. So this place is called Yumpling. I'm actually giving a free advertisement again. Oh. But it's promoting Taiwanese food. So I love to do that. So they actually had a food truck, a very successful food truck um, in New York City. These three Taiwanese American guys. Guys. Oh, they're not Taiwanese. They're Taiwanese American. Taiwanese American. Okay, got it, got it, got it. And so um, what they did, they started a stand first at the Long Island City Flea Market in 2015. Then it grew into a beloved food truck. Um, And I guess guess it's in, uh, yeah, I think it's in, oh, Queens. Okay. And Uh then... um, and there's always long lines and socially distant long lines nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> and so now they're opening a restaurant at a time like this. Oh. I mean, during, during COVID. I see a picture of the three of them. So these are the three guys. And um, it's a lot of weekday office workers that love their food truck. And they only serve five things on their food trucks. They serve pan-fried pork dumplings. Do those oh, sound those good? Are good. Those are good. That's really yeah, good. Mm-hmm. They have a special like way of doing it. I'll tell you about that later. Oh, a okay. fried chicken sandwich mm-hmm. and rice bowls topped with either fried chicken, braised beef shank, or stir fried eggplant. And now mm-hmm. that they're yeah. opening their own restaurant, they're going to add beef noodle soup. Oh, they and should have also, that on the menu. Yeah, they have. Well, they couldn't do the beef noodles in the food truck. Tru- yeah, so it just kind of hard. Not enough. Uh, space and, and mm. you know facilities but and they're also doing bubble tea now in nine varieties classic. including taro latte 
early gray and Taiwanese coffee flavors. They sound really creative. Oh, yeah. So um, they said their dumplings are made with a thick dough, pan fried, and they also have chewy tops and crispy bottoms. Yeah. And they have the a, you really know, cilantro, scallion, house made chili oil, and sesame seeds. What is your mm. favorite Taiwanese food, Charlie? I think you mean like Taiwanese local specialty, right? Yeah. I think it would have to be ba one. It's a, ah. what do they call it? Like a meat filled um, dumpling. And it's got this chewy, you know, uh, wrap on the outside. And it co- comes with a sauce. And what can I say? It's, it's I love my the favorite. chewy part of it. The chewy it's just part. like a chewy yeah. dough Sometimes thing. they have like chopped up bamboo shoot on the inside, you know, with the, with the meat, you know. And, you know, we loved it. <clears throat> you used to love it so much that, you know, my, my brother lives in the States. And my mom, when he, she goes visiting... She would actually bring it. This is supposed to be a secret. <laughs> oh, let me hear. She she brings these frozen, you know, bao wan oh, in a suitcase. Oh, wow. And try to hide them. <laughs> so That's how once you get there, them. they're defrosted though, right? Yeah, but, but you know, you well, have to not. you just have to heat it up. Yeah, it, right, right. Because you, you, if you bring it over frozen. Gosh, wonder why, why would tell me? Oh, are you this? saying this? Then <laughs> the, the immigration is going to come after you. <laughs> <laughs> we can't kidding. help it. Just custom love people. this one. So yeah. I did drop the link here. Uh, if you want to see the pictures up close, what would I miss? Um, a lot of things I like here. You know, I think that they should bring um, cold sesame noodles, liang mian. Oh yeah, to, liang mian. To the cold rest of the noodles. world. I mean, it's really easy. It's not easy to make because the sauce is just so special. I don't know how it's they a make thick the sauce. Peanut flavored. Peanut flavored kind of sesame, and you can eat sauce. it cold. You know, and then the noodles are like you know chewy, chewy. And, and and that's what all it is basically. And sometimes sometimes they add, add some like shredded um, cucumbers and and maybe chicken like or other stuff. Carrots, yeah. It's a very simple dish, but it's just really delicious. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how they make it. It's Have great. You ever in tried the that summer. at home? No, you can't make the sauce that they make. It's just so good. Yeah. So and there are a lot of good things that it's I great for the summer people should it's a cooling. bring anyway. to other parts oh of the gosh, world. Oh my gosh! Show more pictures of food. No, I'm just thinking, you know, um, what other Taiwanese dishes that, uh, what Taiwanese dishes do you have in your city? Dumplings is a Taiwanese thing. And then what else is something very Taiwanese? Not Chinese, but Taiwanese. Uh-huh. Popcorn chicken, guabao, bubble tea, stinky tofu, oh, and okay. cold noodles. Anyways, those are just some just suggestions. <laughs> um, if you have had any good Taiwanese food, you can share about the experience with us. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, good luck to these guys. Yumpling. It sounds pretty good, huh? Yumpling. <laughs> okay, yumpling. Okay, Shirley's going to tell us about this woman who made the news for doing something uh, different on her wedding day. <laughs> tell us about the tradition of the fan, first of all. Okay, yeah. Okay, if you are, um, you know, from a family that's more down south, they have more traditions down there. And um, there are certain customs and rituals that you have to observe when you go through a wedding. So, like, for example, um, I think, uh, you know, the, the groom would go to the bride's family, uh, parents' place to pick up the bride. And before, and when they, when the bride walks outside the house, um, somebody, somebody, maybe it's like the matchmaker would have to hold a black umbrella over her head. This is supposedly to shield her from evil. Okay, oh, really? From, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's one tradition. Black umbrella. Another okay. tradition is that once the groom and the bride gets into the car, 
um, then she's supposed to open, roll down a window, throw out a hand fan out the door, saying like you know goodbye to her own parents, like her own family, and like she she is supposed to leave behind her temper or something like that. That's why they say throw the fan. <laughs> fan is like sans sans. It means like leave, you know, to kind of like depart. Now, oh. so this bride. And I think I guess I'm sure it's also the groom's idea. It's both of their creative idea. Decided to throw not a fan, but an air conditioner out the car window. And I That's am a, sure a big thing to throw. Yeah, it's very actually, heavy. I, I, I put in the uh, the the link to oh. that if you can I'll bring it up. But I can sure. show this now. See that? I, I bet it's um um. I think it's a, a fake air conditioner. It's not a real air conditioner. Uh, okay, can you imagine throwing out a real conditioner and, and wasting all that money? And okay, anyway. so I put the link in there too. Okay, so it, isn't this funny? I mean, she's actually preparing to throw this air conditioner, which is just like the cover part. It might be just only the you know the the part of, part of um, the air conditioner out the car door. So what's the what's car, the deal? What, what what's the message? <laughs> you know, when I first saw this, I thought. Oh, she's like sending a message saying that you know how Chinese people, especially if you're like really traditional kind of um, people, Chinese people, they think that air conditioning is not good for you, for your skin. You know, it dries up your your your, your skin and everything. It it's does. not good for you. Yeah. So I thought maybe that's the whole idea that she's sending a message being saying more that being natural, being yeah, more uh, right. environmental, environmental. <laughs> you know, throw out all your air conditioners at home. You know that kind of thing. But no, actually, I think they're just trying to make it fun. You know, like throwing out something sure. different, and it turns out. It also it could be because the the groom's family actually sells electric appliances. <laughs> oh, look at this shot! They got a shot of the whole wedding oh. party in front okay. of the store. That's great advertising, and it made the newspaper. Yeah, hey, they're smart. <laughs> you look think at this so? free advertising. Now, if you need an air conditioner, you know where to go if you're from the area. So they got a wedding party <laughs> of one, two, three, four, five, six, six. So six um, bride bridesmaids and six groomsmen. That's okay. Fun. In front of the electric appliances store. So, yeah, it's their way of, um, you know, kind of like promoting their, their brand, I guess. But um, I thought that was really, really funny. I mean, who would, you know, when I first saw that picture, I was going, what's going on? Somebody throwing on the air conditioner that is out weird. there. But uh, yeah, uh, it's memorable. It's a creative way to say goodbye to her parents. <laughs> So anyway, so I thought that's very creative. If you ever want to make it into the news, you think of creative do ways. Something that that's yeah. the way to do it, right? That's fun, right? Ooh. Jen Delari sends a heart, heart, a love heart. Okay, so we have a question from Rashi Nas who says, "What is the current situation of COVID nineteen in Taiwan? It is increasing in Pakistan. So um, yes, it's actually doing like very well wave. here. We yeah. have had over two hundred days with no domestic transmissions." And so I think we have over 500 cases overall, mm. and only 55 have been domestic transmissions. So most of them have been people who have come in from abroad and caught during quarantine. So um, we have quarantine here. Um, if you're coming from overseas, no matter who you are, it's 14 days. But some mm. people can apply for shorter ones if you have some negative tests and you're on a short business trip. Business trip, yeah. If you got you so, know, yeah. unfortunately, um, yeah, the whole world is not quite like Taiwan, but uh, Taiwan has done a few things well, like we do have quarantine, good contact tracing, so people who have who have the um, uh, the disease, then mm -hmm. uh, all their contacts get traced and put in quarantine, yep. so it, it doesn't spread very fast, and people wear masks, so... 
Hopefully well, I mean, things will get better. They were saying because on Friday, I think we got like eight imported cases and people are worried, thinking that maybe, you know, there's a surge of like a second wave or something like that. Oh, well, I don't know. I, um, I don't I don't worry too much about Taiwan at all. People yeah, here true. are so careful. I worry about the rest of the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that's a good question. And if you have any questions about Taiwan, you can you feel free to ask them during our show. or Drop us a note. Question about RTI or about Shirley, you know, or Me. anything. No. About Natalie. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so anything, uh, we'll try to answer them. But, um, oh, yeah, Douglas says we could learn a lot from you. So I think that, yeah, the whole world could learn a lot from Taiwan. Hopefully, um, Taiwan is helping out. We mm-hmm. are trying to help out, sending a lot of, you know, face masks around the world. and Yeah, people are really in a good habit of wearing masks, you know, on public transport and even out on the streets. Um, some places do, are not mandatory, but uh, others, when you walk into a mall or something, they'll gently ask you, oh, please put on your mask, you know, and we'll always comply. Yeah, so that's a great thing. Good practice. Right. You guys should try it too. You guys, yeah, I think, um, at first I didn't like wearing a mask, actually. No, I suffocate. I feel It, it doesn't suffocating. feel good, but yeah. um, if, you know, it's the rule, I would definitely do it. And yeah. I think if your country is still dealing with it, it's a good way to protect yourself and other people. And you don't get sick as easily. I mean, whether it's COVID or not, you know. Yeah, That's true. Or, or otherwise. Mm-hmm. So Jen says, I certainly hope Taiwan misses out on the third wave. Y'all have been doing so well. Okay. Yes. Well, I hope so, too. And I hope the U.S. gets better with uh, Biden yeah, right? really. um, in control. So um, we have one more story. A cartoonist writes a comic book about a very special animal. Tell us about this animal. Yeah, we're talking about the extinct Formosan clouded leopard. Okay. A beautiful animal. Yeah. Um, wait, I'm not going to show a picture. Actually, I do have a link. Um, I'll put that in there. This is a cartoon <laughs> caricature of the uh, uh, Formosan clouded leopard. Um, it's extinct. The thing is that the last time they think they spotted a couple in 2018, that's only two years ago, but they couldn't be sure if those were, you know, the, the clouded leopards that they thought that, that they'd <coughs> seen. But um, these leopards are actually, um, if they're still living, they're actually the second um, largest carniv- carnivore after the Formosan black bear. You know, and um, they're really? beautiful. Yeah, they're that big. I know, and and the thing is that this Formosan uh, clouded leopard, it's it looks like a cat. Well, I wish I have a big better picture of this, but anyway, um, you know, it's like a pretty cat. It's got these cloud um, imprints on their back. That's why they're called like clouded. And um, so they were actually, I think, between 1997 and 2012, they tried to spot these. Um, these um, leopards, but to no avail. So that's why it's listed as extinct. Let me show you what one looks like. Oh, yeah, great. So See, that's it's a, a beautiful, beautiful animal. animal. That's right. It really is. You know, um, this is kind of sad, but they were first described in 1862 on the basis of a traded skin with an incomplete tail. Anyway, um, enough about that. I'm talking about the Taiwanese cartoonist, and he's a famous cartoonist. His name is Hembuck, but uh, he goes by Hembao Bao. And um, he's an award-winning Taiwanese cartoonist, and that's him right there. So cool! And so he's making a yeah comic to raise about awareness it. about biodiversity and about you know in memory of the clouded leopard. If they're really, as everybody says, it's extinct. So um, and uh, let me see here. So wait a minute. Where's my so page? we we do hope that um, yeah. 
this raises awareness, taking care of our uh, animals and nature and all that. Right. The comic strip is called um, The Beasts of the Clouds, a, a Guardian from Ancient Times. And it's available at the National Time Museum. Actually, it's he's doing this in collaboration with the museum. And so part of the original 200-page manuscript is now on display at the museum. Um, about featuring the leopards. So I think that's that's great. I mean, you know, we need to really love the environment because the reason why the cloud of leopards are extinct, it could be human error, you know, um, you know, in pinching on their habitat and things like that, which is kind of sad. Um, one of the Aboriginal tribes in Taiwan think that if you hunt one of these leopards, it's a taboo. So um, it should be I a taboo. Hope that, yeah, it is I a hope taboo. that. Yeah, it is a taboo. And so I hope that um, there there's still some living ones. Yeah, I hope we can find some somewhere more, that they are still around around Taiwan. Well, thanks so much for joining us, um, Jen Delari and Douglas North and all of our friends, Rashid, and all of you who have joined us throughout the show. We're really uh, happy to hear from you and uh, hope you tune in next time. For Here in Taiwan, I am Natalie So. And I am Shirley Lin. We'll see you next time. Bye. Welcome to Just the Classics. Today we're going to play the hits of Ling Yutrin, who became very famous for singing this song at the Taiwanese talent show One Million Star. If I should stay, I would only be your way So I'll go But I know I'll think of you Every step of the
Now, Lin has been dubbed Taiwan's Susan Boyle. That's because he was an unlikely star. He's a chubby guy with a bowl haircut with an amazing voice. He didn't win the talent show contest, but his YouTube of this song got 10 million views. And he also made Time magazine in an article that I wrote, actually. And I want to um, let you know what he told me. In the very beginning, he told me about what it's like being chubby. He said he's had a lot of nicknames and all of them revolve around the word fat. And that is why many people did not think he could become a celebrity because in Taiwan, the celebrities are all very slim. A judge once told him, you sing pretty well, but with your looks, you should be a comedian. He faced a lot of snares over his appearance, but he loved singing too much to give it up. I'll tell you more about his story after we hear this song, My Heart Will Go On.
The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International.
as it turned out, Lynn did not change his look one bit. He has this bowl haircut, chubby figure, and he just went with it. And he told me, well, I'm just like the chubby little boy next door. I used to have absolutely no confidence in my appearance, but now I think this is me. I want to be myself. So he got voted off Superstar Avenue in his third performance, but he ended up achieving his dreams, which was putting out two CDs, one in English and Chinese. And of course, you're listening to the music off the English CD. He was also asked to perform on the Ella DeGeneres show. Not so bad at all for the boy next door. So his story is a classic one here in Taiwan. Let's enjoy more of his great music. This is him singing Amazing Grace.
And we're going to end today's show with a song that describes his spirit and the spirit that made him a success in 2010. Fighter. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Classics. I'm Natalie So. After all you put me through, you think I despise you. But in the end, I want to thank you, because you make me that much stronger. Radio Taiwan International. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International. 
broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.